Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 286 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your grace and love. Help us learn about your immense love for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 19. This chapter has some difficult things to read about. First, Jesus talks about divorce. He says that Moses allowed them to give certificates of divorce because their hearts were hard, but it was never meant to be so. Once married, the two become one and should not be separated except in the case of infidelity. Second, he told the rich man to sell everything he had, give it to the poor, and follow him. Jesus gave this man a task he couldn't do. Did he do this to prove a point? We know the man went away in much distress because he couldn't do this one thing, even though he had kept the commandments. The point is that we all come up short. We all need the blood of Jesus to cover us and our imperfections. We are only made perfect by the one who is perfect. In both of these difficult things, there is grace. In verse 26, Jesus said, With men, this is impossible, but all things are possible with God. Grace is bigger and covers more than we can ever know this side of heaven. We start the book of Philemon today. Paul writes this letter from prison. Philemon had a servant called Onesimus. Onesimus had run away and escaped from servitude. He also stole some things from Philemon, most likely to provide him with funds to live on his own. Onesimus became a believer through Paul, and now Paul is writing to Philemon to ask him to receive Onesimus back without harm, but with gladness because now he is a believer. Paul asks Philemon to charge whatever was taken to his account. He tells him he'd rather keep Onesimus with him to tend to his needs, but is sending him home back to him nonetheless. Paul pleads his servant case with his old friend and on behalf of his new friend and believer. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 15. Yesterday, we read that God told Jeremiah not to pray for Judah. Today, the Lord references Moses and Samuel's prayers and tells Jeremiah that even their prayers could not stop the destruction that is coming to Judah. God lists four destinies of the people. Some were destined to die. Some will die in battle. Some will suffer from famine. And some will be held captive by Babylon. God had a plan and he told Jeremiah the plan. He told him the wrath was coming because of King Hezekiah's son, Manasseh. This king rebuilt the altars to other gods where his father had taken them down. He put heathen altars in God's house. He burned his children as a sacrifice to these gods, and he led the people in Judah to do the same. Although he found his way back to Almighty God when he was held captive by the Assyrians, the repercussions of his actions hurt the current nation. His story can be found and read again in Second Chronicles chapter 33. Jeremiah is now telling the current people about what is coming for them as a result of them never fully turning back to God. In verses 15 through 18, Jeremiah talks to God and asks him why he isn't helping him. It's one thing to see all the other people in distress, but quite another when he has to suffer himself. Verse 19 is extremely power, and we should take heed of it ourselves. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return and give up this mistaken tone of distrust and despair, then I will give you again a settled place of quiet and safety, and you will be my minister. And if you separate the precious from the vile, cleansing your own heart from unworthy and unwarranted suspicions concerning God's faithfulness, you shall be my mouthpiece. But do not yield to them. Let them return to you, not you to the people. 
When God gives a word to us, we shouldn't listen to all the clamor around us, our friends' opinions, or anyone else's, because then God's word turns to dust. May we fight the good fight to hang on to God's promises, knowing he is a faithful God and will make all things come to pass in his perfect timing. In chapter 16, God commanded Jeremiah to remain single. It wasn't because God didn't want him to have a companion and children to care for. It was because he was going to make the land destitute and suffering immense. He was saving Jeremiah from tremendous heartache. Then he told Jeremiah not to mourn the dead. Their custom included mourning, but Jeremiah was not to take part in or even go to what we would call funerals. When the destitution was almost unbearable, the people would come to him and ask him why God had left them uncared for. Jeremiah is supposed to tell them it was because of the sins of their father and their own hard hearts. For these offenses, God will allow them to be taken captive by the Babylonians. But after their time away from him, God will call them back to himself and restore them. The last verse in the chapter says, Therefore, says the Lord, Behold, I will make them know. Yes, this once I will make them know my power and my might, and they will know and recognize that my name is the Lord. May we always know the power and might of the Lord. May our hearts seek him and him alone. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 105. The psalm starts out with praise to the Lord. Verse 4 says, Seek, inquire of, and for the Lord, and crave him and his strength, his might, and inflexibility to temptation. Seek and require his face and his presence continually evermore. From the beginning, God desired that his people would seek him. He still desires it today. Jesus said, Seek and you shall find. The order is to seek the Lord and we will find him. As we keep him first in our lives, he tends to us as he promised from the beginning of time. The rest of the psalm is a retelling of all that we have read in the Old Testament, starting with Abraham. May our hearts always seek the Lord. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your son to save us and all your people. Lord, keep our hearts seeking you. Keep our hearts soft toward you. And don't let us be overcome by the troubles of this world. Keep us yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.